can see. You know, what's important in terms of uh, reflection, investigation, um, in our uh, in our practice, and of course, there's good many things, but. Uh, You know, it's, it's really essential to um, you know, consider very carefully the uh, the nature of of our just our mind and body. What we uh, you know how we can consider our Selves. No, it's not. Uh, you know, when we think of of uh, you know our practice, why we practice, what we're and what we're trying to uh, understand, what we're trying to attain. Um, Uh, the uh, the sense of myself, the world outside me, me being afflicted by the world, being impinged on, being swamped by the world, being threatened by the world, being enticed by the world, being confused by the world, all the permutations of how we uh, think the, the world around us is, is uh, Some reality. <coughs> and you know, there's, or we get very uh, obsessed with ourselves. Me and my problems, me and my difficulties, me and my specialness, me and my need for my recognition, whether it's being recognized as wonderful, worthy, or recognized as in our true reality of how unworthy and hopeless we are. Um, it's the, uh, uh, all of these things sort of take, uh, get, get very large on the screen 
Uh, that's how we experience um, life. And uh, as for how the, Bud- um, the Buddha expressed it, is they say what is uh, say what, what takes precedence. Loka tipadaya, uh, the world taking precedence. Atta tipadaya, the self taking precedence. Uh, but there's also another way, Dhamma Tipadaya, um, the Dhamma taking precedence, truth taking precedence, um, not looking on experience uh, from the viewpoint and the, the uh, uh, or placing the world is central to uh, things, or me, the self, is central to things, but Dhamma is central, uh, truth is central. Uh, and this is a, course, a radical shift. Um, as long as we view things in terms of either the world or of self, then we'll continue to suffer. <coughs> we'll continue to, to experience unsatisfactoriness and be discontent. Uh, but the, the placing of, of Dhamma firmly in the center of how we uh, view things, experience things, um, is uh, yeah this this is the way out of the, out of out of suffering and this is the way to to peace so that the uh, looking on what we and the way of looking on things of dhamma as you know in looking on it centrally rather than you know this the whole structure of the five khandhas. Um, looking on things as the, uh, form, feeling, perceptions, uh, volitional formations, and consciousness. Um, This is what is experienced. Um, And this is what experiences. It's both. Uh, but it's just that, it's just form, whether it's, you know, for all the variegated, multifarious forms that we see or, or even hear, smell, taste, touch, uh, it's all form, it's just physical form whether it's external or internal, it's just form. Whether it's this body, the body of others, it's just form. Um, Whether it's refined or coarse, it's just form. Whether it's wanted or unwanted, it's just form. 
so that to to, uh, to to and that's looking on it as dhamma. This is this is uh, rather than you know once we get into the the realm of the the world or the self, then it uh, and it just keeps proliferating into the uh, into the to the realm of you know is it attractive? Is it unattractive? Is it uh, is it conducive to uh, security, or is it, or is it, is it uh, f- fearful? Should I, should I get it, or should I run away from it? Um, so that the, uh, uh, but the way the Buddha is is having us look at things in order to be free is to look on it in terms of, this is just form. Uh, it's just physical form, material form, consisting of four elements. So, earth, water, fire, air, which are just signifying the whether it's solidity or cohesion or movement or caloricity, heat or lack of heat, uh, that uh, this is just form. And it's, a, you know, it's an interesting reflection to bring up. You know whether the or, or the, you know the form is is uh, you know whether it's useful or aging, whether it's sick or it's healthy. It's just form. So that that it uh, uh, you know takes that the, the either the the personal or the proliferative out of it, and it's just. It's just form, so that, and this is, <coughs> if we really want to uh, experience freedom, then we've, this is, this is a way out, this is a way to, uh, the, the, the Buddha gives us this, this opportunity to, uh, you know, to look at things in a different way. The feelings on through in the mental realm, uh, no feelings, and how, and certainly how we experience things for ourselves. To investigate, you know, when we experience feelings. You know, what do we? You know, what are we experiencing? Pleasant feeling, unpleasant feeling, a neutral feeling, and then of course the whole edifice of of desire and aversion and delusion is built up out of that. But what we originally experience is just a feeling. Uh, in terms of how we 
uh, experience the uh, the world around us or the ourselves. Uh, there's always this feeling tone, um, part and parcel with each moment of experience, and it you know it has has that. And just that, that, that basic quality, yeah, pleasant, painful, neutral. Uh, the, uh, but as the Buddhist uh, points out, that, that the, the, the pleasant has the underlying tendency to desire, uh, sort of lurking there. The painful has the the uh, underlying tendency within the within the mind to, to toward aversion, and the neutral has the underlying tendency to delusion. Uh, so that we uh, and as long as we don't see it clearly, don't investigate it, don't pay attention to it, or not uh, and don't establish a sense of of uh, Caution and clarity, and then, yeah, uh, we'll we'll take it and run with it. So you just, you know, a moment, a moment of pleasure can can uh, uh, just lead to, you know, that kind of seeking desire. Uh, a moment of aversion can can just create complications in life that last for years, lifetimes, and uh, and then it's just a feeling. It's just, it's just so ephemeral. I mean, it just arises and it bubbles. It's, and that's what the, you say the image that the Buddha uses. The, uh, the uh, uh, feelings are like bubbles. You know, they just a bubble sort of establishes itself shortly, and it's just the bubble bursts, and there's nothing left there. There's nothing there. There wasn't anything there. Uh, it's just this feeling. So the Buddha has this, <coughs> encourages us to, to contemplate as I, uh, contemplate pleasant feeling as painful. Uh, painful feeling as uh, a dart, as a, as a uh, a, uh, a barb sticking in it, and neutral feeling to contemplate it as as impermanent. Which I mean, all of the, all of them are impermanent. But to to really to you know, this is for to really bring this up into the mind, bring this up into this onto the screen. When we're contemplating these five khandhas as a means of of 
are really trying to establish the heart in Dhamma, establish the heart in truth, rather than just running around after our uh, blind habits and conditioning. Um, you know, there's something to, to stop the, the, the mind from its habitual ranting and, and, uh, and, and uh, clambering after just the next experience or you know, blind reaction. And the Buddha you know, pointing looking at, at what we what we think as pleasant. You know how pleasant is it actually? You know how much how, how much do we how much do we you know, invest in hopes of gratification over, over even just the whiff of pleasant feeling. Uh, I just remember what the pong and. Uh, it's just that, that worry and concern of getting caught up and swept swept up in, in things that have just and it's just something that came you know, some random thought that came up through his mind it, you know, as a uh, and he wrote it up and put it in his the wall of his cootie. And he said, Don't sell your ass for a marshmallow. <laughs> which we all have personally, what we're, what we're grab after something which we perceive as pleasant and uh, compromise all of our ideals and hopes and aspirations. Uh, so that to, to really uh, yeah, you know, challenge that to, you know what we think is pleasant, because what we what we think is pleasant is always you know, it's always changing on us. We're always being separated from it. Do we ever have it long enough to truly satisfy and gratify, make us really happy? Never happens. Never, never happens. And to look on uh, what is. Uh, say painful experience as a as a as a barb as something which is um, it's like the uh, in the Buddhist time you know, the the image of a of a of a barb or an arrow being being shot into one uh, or the bar I say of one is especially in tropical countries you go walking anywhere and there's always this, in the forest in particular, uh, this w wonderful plethora of, of uh, creepers and vines and plants that all have, have stickers and barbs and spikes and thorns on them that uh, you know, always manage to get stuck in, into one. 
but once they, you see, once you, you, you get a, uh, a thorn or a, uh, uh, you know, one has to, one has to pull it out. Uh, one has to take it out. You can't live one's life uh, walking, uh, walking around with, with these uh, barbed things sticking in one. So that you know, painful feeling, you look on and you know, how do we, how do we not get caught in this? How do we not uh, keep exacerbating experience with more painful, ex painful feelings? And looking on neutral feeling as as impermanent, because uh, neutral feeling is there's a. You say that underlying tendency to delusion, not seeing clearly, or drifting, or um, you know, losing one's clarity, sharpness, mindfulness. So that to to really bring up that perception of impermanence, uh, what is neutral, what is 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 not. Very going to, very quickly going to change. What is it? When it changes, what is it going to change into? What, what's, you know, what's coming up? Is it just going to be a roll of the dice, or am I going to have some mindfulness and clarity to deal with it? So uh, that the uh, bringing up that the perception of impermanence, the uh, working with feelings. And you know, it's an aspect of the khandhas, and really, uh, but it's a you know it's an extraordinarily important aspect of the khandhas because they, uh, this is where um, <coughs> you know one of the fundamental building blocks of all of our thinking and proliferating is feeling, because the other one is perception, uh, sanya. Uh, the the uh, uh, in Thai, uh, a, uh, it's a perception is is uh, translated as some kind of mind, which is is uh, you know we place importance and meaning. You know what gives things importance and meaning. That is what perception does. Um, and another function of, of perception is memory. Of course, you know we we create importance and meaning out of memory, uh, the sort of memory banks of uh, what uh, what we uh, you know what was what was what was pleasant, what was unpleasant, what was liked, what was disliked, what was approved of, what was disapproved of what was essential, what was unessential. Uh, you know, besides the whole realm of, of, you know, what was, you know, what actually are things, what are the names of things. I mean, it's sort of the naming quality as well. That we look at something and, and call it anything is because of perception. 
you know, looking at a at a tree. I mean, it isn't a tree. Uh, I mean, we don't experience tree. What we experience are shape, color, and it's perception that, that uh, remembers that that particular shape configuration uh, is a tree. That's what's called a tree. Which, I mean, that's pretty straightforward. See? But then what, you know, it also Perception is, is uh, you know, when we, we're in any particular situ- situation and it's what configures the, the kind of, uh, you know, our uh, value that we, yeah, the importance and meaning that we place on, on, on something. Uh, so that, you know, some of it is, memory, and whether we're conscious of it or not, it's, you know, the, the, percep- the perception is forming uh, uh, these uh, values and, and judgments about things and giving us food for uh, you know, how to gauge and judge a, a particular um, situation or person. Watching this, <coughs> uh, <coughs> in uh, in Thailand in uh, early years, years uh, early years as a monk, and and uh, you know, watching the whole realm of perception creating yeah, importance and meaning out of things that I had no idea. It was like, it was one of, that's one of the wonderful things of sort of stepping out of one's culture as well. And, and uh, uh, we're in, on completely unfamiliar territory. And the mind is scrambling to <laughs> make importance and meaning out of everything. And uh, it, uh, it, well, it's just, the, the addiction to, to uh, trying to fit something into a, a familiar slot and then having a, having a, a name for it, having a, a, a particular feeling for it. And it's sort of like, and it goes to, you know, familiar things or fam- you know, like seeing something and then disliking it, uh, you know, and not because we, we have any experience. There's this one, especially uh, being in a, in a, a, a situation where, where culturally completely uh, unknown, uh, have no history with, pe- with the people, 
uh, still the mind is sort of spinning out uh, stories and judgments and uh, trying to come up with the other uh, sort of important the importance and meaning. Uh, and the, the thing is, is our mind is doing this all the time. And when we when we meet somebody or when we see somebody, we see what they're doing. This whole col- uh, collection and collected body of experience that we turn to. And place uh, a value on it. This is important in some way. Is it? Uh, is this going to be pleasant or unpleasant? Should I approve of it or not approve of it? Is this going to be? Is this going to be good or bad? And the perception is already start. I mean, start. You're already sort of uh, putting that perception on it. And then you come up with the reasons after it, and you can, and you can find all sorts of reasons to support whatever basic perception you perceive uh, somebody in a way that, that you don't like. Uh, and it's just a, a basic perception, and it could it might not have anything to do with that person at all. It could be because you're actually in a bad mood internally. Uh, or attraction in the same way. Mm-hmm. And, then the, and then the mind proliferates around it. That seeing that, you know, I mean, this is just khandas, aggregates, <laughs> lumps. It's another translation, really, of Kanda, sort of lumps, lumps of being, groups, groups of how the, just groups of, of function within the, within the, within our being. There's the form function, there's the feeling function, perception function. Um, and they interact, they, there's no sort of hard and fast division between them. And, and uh, uh, they affect each other, but it's useful for reflection, sort of seeing how that how that works. Mental formation, uh, reflecting, investigating the kind of. of uh, And this is where we get engaged. Um, and the feeling and perception are are more passive, in the sense of they're they're and more in kind of instinctual, for for lack of a better word. Um, there's a uh, uh, a more fundamental to the process of 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 our, our being, and, uh, but then um, the, the volitional formation uh, may they have that quality of volition, intention, one is engaged, 
one is pick it up, and one's engaging in it, one has... And volition is karma. We're creating karma with, uh, with those thought formations. And whether those thought formations are wholesome or unwholesome, whether they're wise or foolish, um, or whether they're clear or confused, is dependent on the, you know, the, um, those thought formations. And we, you know, there was, there's volition there, there's intention there. <coughs> the, all the, the whole range of, of experience of, of whether, or just experience, experiencing angry, negative thoughts, opinionated, self-centered thoughts, sublime thoughts of compassion, sympathetic joy. Now those are all volitional formations. Mindfulness is a volitional formation. Wisdom is a volitional formation. We actually choose. Uh, so that, uh, you know, to, to uh, have the, the clarity to, to be able to uh, understand this whole process of how the, how the khandhas work. Uh, because, because of the, the, the nature of Dhamma in that Uh, all actions have a result, uh, we experience uh, the fruits of what we, what we say, what we do, what we think. You know, and, are, uh, and are we going to take responsibility for that? That's the, uh, that's the whole sort of crux of practice. And the opportunity that the Buddha gives us, one to take responsibility for it, and to to be actually liberated within those those khandhas. And consciousness is, is the, you know, we're aware of what we experience. That's what consciousness does. It gives. Its function is to uh, be aware, to be conscious of uh, sensory experience, whether it's sight, sound, smell, taste, touch, or the workings of the mind. We're conscious of it. We know it. Because we know it, we feel it. Because we feel it, then we react on it. So it spins, it spins like all oh, constantly, and this is what the, you know, the the image of samsara is the is this constant movement and rotation, endless wandering. So that to to uh, bring attention, wisdom. Uh, 
wise consideration to the, the experience of these five khandhas, uh, to experience them in the way of dhamma rather than in the way of just getting caught up in the world or getting caught up in the self. Let's see. Uh, Lupa Cha, can remember one of the images he used for, for talking about the khandhas. Is that the, you know, it's like uh, a, a house, or you know, seeing a house, and somebody call it, calling from the house. It's like a, a uh, it seems like a, a friend or seems like somebody who is, is we're familiar with and know. And you go to the you go to the house and you open the door and they they pull out a gun and shoot you. That's uh, what our kindas do. They call they call out to us. This is me. <laughs> Or this is the you know this is the world this is your, your friendly your friendly world talking <laughs> uh, and uh, and it uh, you know it hits us and we wonder uh, why did why does it hurt why did it why why did it disappoint why didn't it satisfy and the thing is is it's never satisfied <laughs> it's never uh, given security, it's never given given a sense of of refuge. Uh, so that, uh, so the khandas have always been sort of deceiving. And I mean, particularly the khandas uh, that I mean, the upadana khandas, khandas that are um, affected by clinging and. And as long as we we still have greed, hatred, and delusion, they're affected by clinging. So, uh, on a certain level, it's academic. Uh, what are the you know which is the kundas and which are the which are the the, the, the kundas that are affected by clinging? Um, you know, until we really get our act together, then it's it's uh, they're they're all affected by clinging. So that. Uh, to be able to uh, reflect and investigate um, and use it as a, you know, we have to use it. If we don't understand this, um, you know, we're, we're, the, uh, you know, we're always drawn back into the, uh, the world or the self. Uh, so that we, we have we have to understand these concepts. We have to, and this is where we're liberated. I mean, this is where we're where we're able to be free as well. Um, there's this um, wonderful discourse where where it's uh, ask. Venerable Sariputta, about you know, some basic, you know, asking, you know, well, what's the 
fundamentals of practice for for a uh, you know somebody who's who's training somebody who's who's you know, say a, a, a practitioner a bhikkhu and uh, sorry put the as well basically the practice is is you know investigating the five kinds of form feeling perception volitional formations and consciousness as impermanent and satisfactory in not self and so then if one uh, you know can is diligent in that and, and practices properly one would uh, experience um, they would be uh, um, they would experience stream entry and uh, would have a, a an insight into into Dhamma and then so then Mahakutita so what well what's the what's the practice for a, somebody who's a stream entry sorry for this about you investigate the form, feeling, perceptions, volitional formations and consciousness as impermanent, unsatisfactory and not self. And so then you would, you know, then until you experience the fruits of, of that when coming into, into fruition by uh, experiencing the, the level of, of uh, Sakadagami, once returner. Of course he goes through the whole thing. That brings the results of once returner, brings the results of of non returner, anagami, brings the results of arahantship, fully liberated. And uh, and then uh, Mahakotita says, well, what's the the mode of practice for for, for an arahant, one who's fully liberated? And Sorry, put this in. Wow. Investigate form, feeling, perceptions, volitional formations, and consciousness as impermanent, unsatisfactory, not self. And he says, and the, you know, the fruits of that are. And he said, just, uh, just uh, how you put it? Uh, something like a, a pleasant abiding here and now, and, uh, and uh, mindfulness and clear comprehension. These are the, the fruits of, you know, even for an arahant, then still the, the, uh, the investigation is, is there, uh, reflection, consideration, seeing things clearly, seeing things in their, in their true nature. So taking these, these five khandhas uh, and, uh, and investigating them, uh, practicing with them, working with them, uh, Understanding them. Uh, this is, you know, these are our tools. This is what we have to work with. This is sort of the raw material of our practice. Uh, we don't actually have anything else. Uh, you know, this is actually all we have. It is for volitional formations and consciousness. And uh, and it can be 
held, applied, uh, perceived in in all sorts of different ways by drawing attention to it and really saying, how do I hold this in terms of Dhamma? Uh, Then we have an opportunity to really transform uh, those khandhas which are subject to clinging to khandhas which are uh, informed and steeped in, in truth and wisdom and qualities of, of uh, say, loving kindness and compassion. So that which is to our, our benefit and to the benefit of everybody else. There's this, there's these five khandhas creating creating suffering for ourselves and sort of creating suffering for various other five khandhas around. So it's just a learning, learning to understand and use these khandhas. So it's a, a fruitful realm for investigation. So I'll offer that for contemplation.